What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is your mom's favorite threesome, and we've got a great episode for you here tonight. We're going to recap the weekend. I'm excited. I know my boys are excited. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-hosts. What is good, Antoine and Sam? What's what is up, up people? Yeah, Monday. Buddy. Hopefully, I'll sound a little better than last episode. <laughs> my mic, uh, I think my mic was sick. We got a ton of compliments for the episode, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there yeah. was one uh, suggestion <laughs> to change. It was Antoine needs to get closer to the mic. Antoine needs no, to get closer we're, to we're the mic. figuring out our new mics. We're trying to get everything going. So hopefully, yeah, this week uh, quality is a little better. Uh, but I can tell you right now, you will be able to hear Antoine this week. That is for sure. So, uh, you guys have a good weekend. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, weekend. it's a great weekend. Good. A lot of sports. At all. Yeah. yeah, enjoy watching the fights. Oh yeah, Oof. there were some yeah. good fights this weekend too. We're going to yeah, talk we'll about that, that yeah, to the yeah, end already. of the show. But overall, yeah, great weekend. Uh, did watch quite a bit of sports and uh, definitely a lot of football. So oh, wait, before we get to the sports, let's talk about your uh, how was uh, Chris Stapleton? Oh man, Chris Stapleton. I'm telling you right now, if you guys never seen Chris Stapleton, you got to get out there and see him. He is just a musical g- genius. It's like a like a Fergie and Jesus, some some type of in between there. Uh, no, yeah, uh, well, you know, I would have went, but you know, your boy didn't give a give an invite until the day before. Oh wow, yeah, awkward. Impressive. Just awkward. Uh, left hanging, huh? Call me, call us friends. Saw, hey, I saw Stapleton about six years ago at ACL. Oh, oh Sunday wow. he was opening up for Nathaniel uh, yes. Radcliffe. And I had another buddy who was there name too. Is great show. Great oh, way to start on Sunday. Man, at no, ACL. It was it was absolutely fantastic, and apparently he was sick last week or something. Uh, had to cancel some shows, but I oh, I, I, mean, I, did, I I thought he sounded fantastic. So it was definitely it was worth every penny. Too. It was packed out. Um, just overall, I mean, like I said, it really was like a musical experience. That guy is just phenomenal. I mean, all he needs is him and his guitar, and he uh, lights Which up. Was your room, first concert so. being back in a uh, no? I went arena. To, I went to Blake Shelton. Um, and I think there's another one on there, but this was by far the best concert I've seen in a while. I was I was very uh, very happy with the entire night. You've been to one yet, Antoine? So since all the since, COVID stuff, you've been to a concert? Um, or anything? I have not been to a concert. Not that I could think of. I did go to OU Texas, but. Oh, that, well, that just, that's way that. more live than the concert. <laughs> just being back it was, with, it was pretty with crazy. people and fans and everything like that is just absolutely fantastic. And absolutely, I, I'm so glad to see it because, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the last thing that was on my mind when I was at Stapleton on Friday was COVID because uh, you just see everyone coming together and just trying to enjoy a, a nice evening together and listen to some good music. And, um, you know, same thing goes with sports. It's so great to see crowds. Uh, people really get into it. Uh, obviously, college football uh, this past weekend, there were some uh, decent games, but overall just seeing the fan bases get back out and cheer on their team, I mean, it just brings a tear to my eye. That's it what just, makes sports exciting, man, yeah. is the fans being there, the energy from the fans. You know, even though, like, I know we went through that period during COVID when we didn't have sports. Mm-hmm. So when sports came back, we were just like, Whatever we don't care yeah. who's there, we don't care what it's like. Just give us sports, so we're not watching reruns of Denny's. Bowling. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Well, for me, I'm more of a college guy than NFL, and so one of the great things about college is so different. The NFL, the environments are just so much different. Uh, they're just, it's just more live. It seems like you know the crowds are sitting close to the field. I mean, it's just a more exciting experience. I mean, the uh, bands play such a big role in that, too. I mean, sure. having a band sitting there oh, playing man, your fight songs sure. and all that is just all, 
I mean, it just gets it gets the people going. I agree. Yeah. Fun fact: Your boy might have been in the band <laughs> freshman year of high school. You had to be a tuba player, right? <laughs> what we? Uh, I actually played trumpet, <laughs> trumpet and baritone. Trumpet, baritone. Yeah, but I had to. I had to quit. Um, because I actually I chose sports over being in the band, so ah, it was more move. important to play to play you know baseball than you decided to be more. Yeah, I didn't want to do the more popular. Plus, I stopped I stopped showing up to practices, and the band coach would get mad, and the band instructor instructor would get mad. So it was just like, look at us just <laughs> learning stuff about each other. I had no idea, but anyway, you guys ready to talk some football? It was Let's a, get it. it was a a uh, pretty good weekend in the NFL. Uh, I, I watched quite a bit of it. Um, we're all in a fantasy football league together. I think we should probably start with that, too. Yeah. Um, big so, upset for Antoine being yeah. the number one guy this whoa, week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't beat him yet. He still has a kicker. Uh-oh. And you have two You have two wide receivers going. Yeah, okay. I have and two you're up wide like 30, receivers up 30. for the Bears. <laughs> that, that's a good <laughs> point. Even though I love that's the a Bears. Good point. Don't get me wrong. I'm always going to be a Bears fan. I'm so, what, you got Boswell left? I have... Uh, you have, I know you have, have Robinson, Robinson and Mooney. And I have Mooney. Yeah. And he's got, what, Boswell left? Yeah. So, oh, and what are you up by? Um, you beat him. <laughs> okay, beat so him. he's no, going to win, gonna most that. likely. Oh. We're recording this Monday night, so we've got the, the Bears in Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, should be a pretty good game. Um, you know, Steelers are trying to get something going again. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's looked pretty decent the last couple weeks, but for what he is now, uh, not not for just a, a quarterback you'd necessarily want week in and week out, but he doesn't have to do too much with that defense. That defense is so good that as long as he can take care of the ball and make some of those downfield throws, uh, Pittsburgh should be in a pretty good spot. A defense so good, Melvin Gordon or Melvin Ingram decided he wanted to get out of there. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I mean, this is. The Steelers, for me, the offense, Ben's there, but it kind of circles around Najee Harris. Um, 100%. He was my favorite rookie coming out of the draft um, offense-wise. I mean, he's exciting. He can do just about anything in that offense between, you know, running through the tackles, catching out the backfield. He's the he's the playmaker on this team. Uh, they had Deontay Johnson, uh Pat Freermuth, their tight end, he's been playing pretty well over the last few weeks. So it'll be really interesting. The Bears' defense is that isn't any pushover. I mean, they're still a solid unit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle. I mean, the main focus will be uh, Fields versus that Steelers defense. Yeah, how yeah. he if, handles it. If you, if you look at Big Ben and the Steelers, like you guys said, the defense is what's driving that team. It kind of reminds me of, um, remember, was it 2015 Peyton Manning and the Broncos? You talking about the Super Bowl year? Yeah, yeah. but Peyton didn't have it at all. Like, well, no, yeah, that, that last season, yeah, Peyton yeah, was, season, it was, so. it was tough to watch, but yeah, that defense this, was amazing. Dominant. Yeah. So, so now, if they go, if they go well, deep uh, in the playoffs. Los Angeles Ram, Von Miller. I know, exactly. which is crazy. If they go deep in the playoffs, it's definitely going to be because of the defense. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know if they've got the tools to go No, deep. I don't think they're going to um, – I don't think they've got Frank Long – Pushed into the playoffs, they might get might be just like last year a wild card spot, but we'll see. Um, They're sitting in a pretty good spot though. Sitting there at Pittsburgh, sitting at number two in the division right now. Um, So if they win tonight, they'll be five and three, one game back from uh, Baltimore. 
so I, this is I think that's the best thing you could hope for at this point is just be in contention because Pittsburgh is starting to play better. Um, but that's a lot of pressure on Harris to to lead the offense. I mean, he's literally got to be well, everything I mean, for him. Put all of that on the rookie. Well, they're not going to put all, but I still think push comes to shove. They're going to that's going to be who Ben's going to be looking to. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson's been great. But now he's kind of become their number one guy. Oh, they still have Chase Claypool. That's right. Right. Um, I mean, Deontay's still the number one guy. He's still getting all the targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think – I just seem to – just so far this season, I feel like I out of all those guys, you trust either Deontay or Najee Harris a little bit more. And Najee is going to be the one uh, who's going to be able to balance that offense a little, through the running game. So um, it be real interesting to see. Uh, I think – I. I think Steelers will probably get it tonight, but again, a low-scoring game. I think last week I said it has possibilities for a ten to three. Probably change that. I might go. I don't know, maybe a seventeen to seventeen to ten game. Type okay. Game. Well, Pittsburgh's a seven-point favorite tonight, so it's a pretty uh, pretty good ballpark where where the game probably will be at. Uh, where Where are you going tonight? I think I'm gonna go. As much as it hurts to say, I think I'm going to go the Steelers. So you went with your head and not your heart. Yeah. Um, I just think the Bears have – the front office for the Bears, they're just not showing much. Um, Man, it's amazing that Justin yeah, Fields back. had his best game when Nagy wasn't coaching. Yeah, now he's back I give tonight. you that. But with Nagy being back, and I just don't see the Bears being able to put it together. On the road, uh, they, too. David Montgomery did just get – uh, removed from the IR and they made him. They, he's active Activated. today. That's good. So, which sucks for me because he's on my fantasy team and I could have played him over. Games well, you got him next week. Yeah, you play I me. I have him next week, but yeah. I think the Steelers just the defense is too much for a rookie quarterback. Um, and then for a rookie quarterback to be in the system, I don't even know if we can call it a system. You know, so to be in the Bears' offense. I just think the Steelers' defense is too much, so I'm going to go with the Steelers. All right, all all three Pittsburgh. I love you, Bears. Well, one of the uh, biggest storylines of the weekend was uh, the Cleveland Bengals game. Um, let's just start by this was an absolute ass kicking. Oh yeah, uh, I the mean, Bengals got destroyed. Yeah, I mean this was you know we, we go from two weeks ago Bengals are the number one team in the AFC. I think that was the Browns running away with that game. Yeah, that no joke. <laughs> I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think anyone thought the Bengals were necessarily the number one team in the AFC. Um, but, you know, statistically, that's where they were at. They now, since what, lost two in a row now. And kind of more of the team that we thought maybe they were. Because uh, they got exposed on Sunday. Uh, they did not stop the running game at all. Well, it just seemed that everything worked for the Browns. I mean, the, it was a very balanced offense. Um, they, you know, the Browns came out the gate. We're off the bat with that 100-yard uh, pick six by uh, Denzel Ward. Beautiful play. One thing that should be mentioned is that the secondary is now getting healthy for the Browns, which was that was big. Uh, that was a big-time showing for them this uh, this past weekend against Burrow and those weapons. Um, then uh, Baker, you know, the OBJ, OBJ-less Browns offense now. Looked more like the Browns offense from last year. Uh, mixing it around to different receivers. The running game was smooth. Chubb's. Chubb ran the ball great. Uh, Dearness Johnson ran well, uh, filling in for Kareem Hunt. It was just an all-around great team effort and more of what we expected from the Browns this year. Yeah, I honestly feel like the Browns played like they just had a, a, a weight lifted off their chest. Yeah, I agree with that. The Browns played like they, they were excited that OBJ is gone. So the, I wonder I wonder if they, that's saying something. No, it, it's not. 
it's not even up for debate. It, it is saying something because Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback with OBJ not on the field. And there's statistically in the eye test both prove that. I mean, I don't know what it was if it was just in the back of Baker's head being like, I got to get, I got to look at him at least to try to get him the ball and trying to force it. Well, I don't know what it is, but clearly he showed he's a different quarterback when OBJ is not on the field. Well, this is one game too. So let's see if he can continue to do this. Well, no, I'm talking about. Then I'll about jump on the bandwagon. Look but at everything right now, in the back. But right now it's one game. He did look good this game. The Browns looked great. But, you know, they also did run the offense through Chubb, who had 137 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple tutties, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, a couple tutties for him. A couple yeah. tutties, yeah. So, you know, let's see them do this on a, on a regular, on a consistent basis. Right. And then, you know, we could. You know, I can reassess and maybe jump oh, on the bandwagon a little bit. I don't. I don't think it's like they're healed now and they're just going to be this team oh, no. that we thought they were going to be. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they looked different. No, they and, did. And they looked different. I don't I think that. I mean, like I said, it, it's no longer. Are they a better team? Are they not? I, I'll tell you what. I, I was one of the first people when I heard they were getting OBJ. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, how are they going to stop that offense? They've got all the tools they need. They're going to go win a Super Bowl. I mean, it, I definitely jumped the gun on that one for sure. So I, I, I raised my hand on that one. But OBJ clearly is a, a distraction, and I will be interested to see where he ends up falling now because. You know what you're going to get with a guy like that. You, you know you're one bad game away from maybe his dad making a mixtape of uh, you messing up and not getting his son the ball. Well, as much as we talk about the offense, the defense for the Browns was really the big story. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. uh, that front defensive line, Garrett Clowney, uh, and those guys really put a ton of pressure on Burrow all day. And like I said, the secondary is getting healthy. Uh, you know, Hill, Johnson, I mean, I think Hill had like three sacks, which is the most in Browns history by a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they just made life for Burrow and that offense a big-time struggle. Um, still had found some plays downfield for the uh, Bengals. Uh, unfortunately, Stone Hands of Chase came to fruition yeah, uh, yesterday, dropping a couple huge passes. Huge passes. Uh, Mixon ran the ball well. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just the Browns' day. I mean, they just came out and just really uh, wanted to make a statement and uh, are going to be heading to New England uh, next week and against a pretty solid uh, secondary and defense. And, you know, Mac Jones is playing well, so we'll see how that team can yeah, go forward with that. Game. I'm looking forward to that yeah. game. The only time the Bengals were in this game was kickoff because anything after that was – it was over. Uh, it was over. Well, after the pick six by Ward, I mean, they went right back down and scored the, the mix-in. Yep. So, uh, I mean, but after that, then it just became lights out. Burrow just looked off. I mean, clearly, like you said, the pressure from the, the uh, D-line was a big factor all day. It seemed like he was kind of scrambling around uh, most of that game. And I, I don't know. I, I just think – OBJ, the distraction was gone, He and everyone was just excited to get out there and play football. And you alluded, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. The defense is getting healthy, and that's the biggest thing because Baker does all Baker has to do is, you know, is to control the game. Yeah. They'll run the ball, play good defense, and they're going to be in a lot of games. Yeah, if he manages the game, that defense is going to do work. Um is Hunt back yet? No, Hunt's not back yet. Right? It's okay. Yeah. They're going to have that two-man back threat. With Chubb and then De'Aaron Johnson is doing a great job yeah. filling in as yeah. that kind of he Hunt didn't, He didn't do anything too crazy this weekend, but he is very uh, – he's a 
two-trick pony there. I mean, he can he can run the ball and he can catch the ball. So it is kind of like having Kareem Hunt there. Obviously not the same guy, but, I mean, a pretty good backup. I think so. Darius has got a little bit more speed and a yeah. little bit more burst well, yeah, yeah, Hunt does. Sure. But at the same time, too, he can do some of the similar things that Hunt does. Yeah. Crazy game, though. Um, I don't think many people saw quite that going quite that direction. But it was a must-win for the Browns, and uh, they took care of business. Uh, not the biggest upset of the weekend, but definitely uh, another ass-kicking, and that was the Browns – Browns, excuse me, the Broncos-Cowboys. This was never a game. No. Ever. No. This, I mean, this was not, the team, not even close. And you just said a minute ago uh, – not a lot. This was a weird weekend in the NFL. We're going to get more into it, but this is just one of the many weird games that happened. I could I could have never told you the Broncos were going to be up thirty to nothing on the Cowboys. Thirty to nothing. I mean, absolute crazy. the 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 score doesn't even do it justice because it ended up being thirty to sixteen, and all that was done in garbage time. This game was over. They had pulled the starters. All that it was thirty to zero, and the Cowboys had like a hundred and like fifteen yards of offense or something. And that with like eight Crazy. minutes left in the eight, fourth quarter or something, it was awful. Now, do you guys think this was just a bad week for the Cowboys, or yes. is it, yes. or is this something that Dak's injury might be a little no, more serious than people think? Nobody came went into you know this game thinking Teddy Bridgewater was going to throw for more passing yards than Dak Prescott. You yeah, know, Teddy Bridgewater had 249 yards passing in the touchdown. The thing is, the last, last week they faced a much worse secondary in Washington yeah. and couldn't do a thing against them. And this week, Teddy just picked them apart. Picked them apart. Man. Going to him and Patrick had the real chemistry that uh, yesterday, connecting on a big 44, 45 yard touchdown, uh, just on multiple big plays. Uh, Jerry Judy had a great game. <clears throat> The running backs, Gordon and Javante Williams, ran all over Dallas. I mean, the tackling – Dallas just looked like they just thought they were going to show up and win. And win. Yeah, yeah. they just thought they were going to show up and win. They got too comfortable. They slept They slept walk in, and Denver punched them right in the mouth and made it really, made it over really quick for them in, in Big D. So I think it was a kind of a, a blip more than anything, but – yeah. And I don't I mean, think Dallas fans necessarily have to worry either. No, I think, no, no. You know, Dak just getting back from an injury, I feel like that played a big role in it. And, you know, the next game, he's going to be sharper. He's going to be a lot better. The offense is going to run a lot, you know, like it was in the beginning of the season. So You know why they don't have to worry? Because they're sitting at 6-2 and two, and Philly's sitting at 3-6, and six, and that's yeah, okay. the second yeah. seed. Yeah, so, so they're good. <laughs> clearly, yeah, they don't have much to yeah, worry the about NFC's, right now. They, yeah, they're not – they're in control of the NFC East. They're going to win the NFC East, barring some, you know, knock on wood, some big injury or some something crazy happening. Right. They're going to win that division. Yeah, the wheels will have to fall off in order yeah. for them not to win. So now, completely. they're after the that during their six game streak, they were talk about if they're the best in the NFC. Obviously, yesterday kind of halted that talk, um, but it's something they can definitely bounce back from. They've got. You know, they got the Falcons, Chiefs, and Raiders in their next three games. Those are three very winnable games. So D- uh, Dallas can definitely bounce back. Yep, for sure. Uh, Texans, Dolphins, there's not much to talk about here. This was like, who's the worst team? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a real snooze fest. I mean, you're, who's trying to get that number one pick? Who's trying to get Kayvon Thibodeau? Absolutely. So there's nothing there. Kind of a little surprise. I wouldn't say much of it, like not huge, but definitely something we're talking about. But Falcons, Saints. Obviously, Jameis goes down last week. 
Uh, you're kind of looking to see who's going to be that starting quarterback for the Saints this week. I thought it was going to be T- Taysom Hill. I was, and it's not extremely surprised that it wasn't Taysom uh, Hill. Well, just coming off concussion, it doesn't. I, he's surprised me a little bit. I but mean, I, I, Trevor Simeon came in, and this is almost like classic Saints. You come off a huge win against the Bucks, or against a, just a huge win altogether, and then you get a team like the Falcons. I think they've done – it seems like they've done this to the Saints the last, like, two, three years. They come off a huge win, and then they get the Falcons, and then they just smack them right in the mouth. Yep. Just, you know, uh, making big plays. Cordell Patterson had a huge game. Matt Ryan was making plays. No turnovers. Matt Ryan, 23, 23 for 30, 343 yards, two tutties. I mean, that's like vintage that's, Matt that's Ryan. Him. That's <laughs> Matt Ryan. That, yeah, that's Matty Ice. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, I just saw something today. He, uh, I, I think he, with that win, he just became um, seventh all-time and fourth uh, quarter comebacks. Uh, everyone in front of him is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, that's that's saying something about the guy. The guy can play when, when the game's on the line. We look at it, you know, we think of obviously 28-3, uh, them blowing in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady in the I past. I was just about to say that. But, took the words out I mean, that shows that this guy, I mean, he does have that clutch gene. Oh, he sure does, but I mean... Really, he needs to put it together when it counts, though. When it yeah, matters. no, for sure. You know, you can't just have the clutch gene in the season when your team is, you know, not doesn't even have a winning record. Yeah, know? and I mean, I'm sure the Falcons this season they're four and four right now. They've had those opportunities for him to make those plays, and it seems like it's been far and few between uh, for him doing that. I mean, yesterday he came with the big throw to Patterson, the 63 yarder. Uh, right after the Saints just go right down and score with like a minute something left. And it sets it up for the game-winning field goal. Uh, Matt Ryan, don't no one is arguing about Matt Ryan's career. I mean, the people in Atlanta probably have some opinions on that. But uh, I mean, he played great yesterday. It was a big win going forward, and then you know they get the Cowboys next week. Yep. Well, back to the uh, NFC East. I think this was a little bit of a surprise. We didn't know how the Raiders were going to uh, respond, but the Giants go in there and get the win. I think you both predicted that the Giants were going to win. I thought so. I thought there was too much distraction going on. I didn't know how Carr was going to respond. But obviously they had uh, Josh Jacobs back and everything, and he ran the ball pretty well. Uh, But the Giants, don't look now. They've got got some stuff clicking over. They're starting to get some chemistry back. Um, Daniel Jones didn't look great. I mean, he only threw for 110 yards, but they ran the ball pretty well and, I mean, ended up getting the win. Well, I mean, you know, the Giants were a drive away from going to tie the, you know, tie the Chiefs last week, mm-hmm. which we'll get to the Chiefs here in a little bit. But uh, it's not like the Giants have played some close games. Uh, they're still missing so many key pieces. The team just seems to get riddled with injuries. Um, it's a nice win for them against a pretty good team uh, in the Raiders. Uh, like I said, you guys both predicted they didn't because of distractions. They just lost their other first round. They just kicked off their other first round pick. Uh, yet, was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. They just cut him uh, yesterday. Uh, video yeah. of him doing making threats. What, yeah, what was he doing? Yeah, he was waving um, guns in the air, making threats that he was going to kill somebody. Oh, just doing stupid shit then. Just doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm tired of these guys messing up their checks. You know, like you, you, you work this hard to get into the NFL and then you go and do stupid shit. Like, it just, it irritates me. I mean, you see it now. This is, 
This is almost classic Raiders. Back in the day, this guy would have been celebrated down in Oakland in the black yeah. hole, and now they're in Vegas oh my doing all kinds the of Raiders wild shit, and now they're getting cut from the team. <laughs> I mean, we kind of expected some of this to happen living in Vegas now, right? I mean, yeah. you kind of knew that well, distraction yeah, of what's going on around you. I mean, <laughs> first of all, did you guys see – I know we touched on it last week, and, I, I mean, look – Ruggs is an idiot. I mean, absolutely stupid. Idiot. I didn't yeah. really want to talk about it just because how upset I am about idiot. it. But, I mean, did you see that video? Oh, yeah. I mean, zooming. Oh, my god! <laughs> absolutely zooming. And uh, now he's got two just, more felony charges because he had his girlfriend in the car, and now she got injured. So he's yeah, got she's more going. Yeah, injured. Yeah, in bad shape. Yeah. I mean. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. I mean, just the Let's get into it. Look, I know people make mistakes and everything, but he needs to go away for a while and think about what he did because that's just – it's an in, inexcusable and on every level possible. There's no reason so, for him to do that. No, for sure. You make too so. much money to not be able to purchase a driver for the night if you know you're going out drinking. Yep, absolutely. He can, he can have Uber set up for life for with those, life, with those kind of checks. Oh, oh for gosh. sure. Absolutely. So <sighs> uh, next we've got Patriots-Panthers. I think it's official. We can go ahead and write the Panthers off. They're done. Yeah, Sam Darnold sucks. Put them away. Sam oh, Darnold Sam is, is not trash. better by being with the Panthers. It's over. Uh, I don't know it's what time to Magic Show he was playing with the whole league starting of the year. Oh, he looked great. but Because uh, he looked great. I mean, the Panthers are clicking. Joe Brady uh, with McCaffrey, DJ Moore. I don't understand how him and Robbie Anderson still have not clicked after what they did with the Jets. Yep. But clearly – and now you can even look at the Jets after that Thursday night game. Maybe the problem was Sam Darnold. You're right. Because he is absolutely awful, and it just really intensifies those talks. I think the Panthers are going to be major players for Deshaun after this season. I think they're going to try to make a major move for him, especially if they have to stick with this guy for the rest of the year. Yeah. Honestly, would I be shocked if P.J. Walker starts next week? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. No, I mean. You know, these teams – there's a reason the Jets wanted to get rid of Sam Darnold, and this is this is this is why. You know, I think with a lot of teams, they always want to try to get you know a former first round draft pick and put them in a different system to see if they could be what they were supposed to be, and it's just not the case. Sam Darnold is trash. Um, I think the only other player that I can think of that actually had a resurgence was maybe Drew Brees when he was on the Chargers his first couple of years. He wasn't that good. Had a shoulder injury. His shoulder, yeah. And then, oh. then, then that last year with the Chargers, yeah. he was good. And then he went over to the Saints, and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, I but, don't you know. know. Carson Palmer, uh, you know, he had a real resurgence with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's a pretty the good. Years after, after, I'll give you that. After Kurt Warner Kurt left. Warner did, yeah. too. Yeah, Kurt for, Warner. For a year or yeah. two. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, but, Kurt Warner, actually, just because where, where was Kurt after he uh, after he left the Rams? Did he go after he left the Rams? was it? Um... Giants. That's right. He that did go right? to the Giants. He was Eli's wow. back. Was he, but was let he, me tell you the difference between Kurt Warner right. and Carson, Carson Palmer. They were already good. Right. They just oh, got yeah. hurt. Right. Well, that's that. So yeah, then they was, went to a different team and they just, you know, showed that they were good. Yeah. So they still had some, some play in them. So I think with Sam Darnold, he was trashed. Yeah. Well, Sam Darnold, I mean, the, the, weird, was the thing about it was is that with the Jets, you saw the flashes and then you start seeing the team that was put around him. That offense line was garbage. You know, he had Robbie Anderson, then they shipped him out. So he really had nobody. I mean, he had – I mean, Jameson Crowder's been there for a long time, but now they – then they get rid of him, and now he gets McCaffrey. 
Yeah. Uh, he gets DJ Moore. He gets Robbie Anderson again. No, he's got they some bring weapons. They bring in Terrace no, Marshall. he has weapons. He has yeah, all the weapons. he's just not... And to begin the season, it's just, again, good. it's just a complete magic show. He just mind-freaked the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. And thought made everybody believe that he was this great quarterback. No. And then it just all went away. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, he's a backup at best. So, uh, but don't look now. New England. Not only are they sitting one game behind the Buffalo now Mm -hmm. uh, for the division lead, they're three-game winning streak. And this is just so Belichick because they did nothing fancy in this game. I mean, even even Mac Jones, he didn't look that great. I mean, they just – but they just took care of the ball. Uh, Mac Jones had one interception, not a pretty – Pretty well, the bad Panthers secondary but, is pretty good, but yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, that defense for the yeah for the Panthers aren't, isn't terrible. No, I mean, they've, like you said, good secondary, all that. But uh, Patriots starting to figure something out, and the uh, Buffalo's going the opposite direction. I mean, yeah, we're, we're almost to that game. I, I, I was trying to save that, I mean, but I mean, we can go right into we, that we can go game. right into yeah, it now cool. because what it means. Um, Jacksonville, they're not a good football team. They're not. They're, They're not, not a good game. football team, and they just won this game nine to six against the Bills, and the Bills looked awful. I don't know what the de- I, don't I don't know what that was. <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen on the Jags was the superior Josh Allen. Yeah, yesterday he also scored more fantasy points than Josh Allen did. No, oh, uh, yeah. fantasy. Josh Allen, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, he had a he sacked him, he picked him. I mean, he basically almost took his check from him. Yep. Uh, six to nine. I mean, that's just. And, it's, and the weird thing about the Bills is it's not like – and we'll get to the Chiefs. It's not like when you take a big the big play away from – the Bills are, will march downfield for a 12-play 12, a 12 drive. They have no problem with that. If you watch the Bills, they can do that. Oh, yeah. They're not set strictly on doing big plays. Yeah. But it just – it's that offensive line for the Bills just got manhandled yesterday. Uh, whether it was Allen or the rest of the D-line or any – uh, blitz schemes that they came up with. I mean, Charlie Strong came with a great plan against that offense. Did they run cover? They ran cover too. They ran a lot of cover too. Yeah, and I think you know, I think people are just starting to figure out Josh Allen and you know, well, I know it, we're going to talk about the Chiefs, but Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah. that style because, of offense. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're 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 starting to figure it out. Run cover two. Um, but I don't think it's so much what the defense they put. It's the defense they played. They they came with a great scheme and plan. Again, I just think a lot of it is on that Bills offense line. They couldn't run the ball all day. Yeah. They could barely pass protect for Josh Allen. Uh, it just was not a great showing for them. I obviously think they their offense will be more fine going forward than right now than we'll get into with the Chiefs. They'll figure it um, out and they'll get it. They'll going. figure it out. I just I'm, think I think kinda in the same way with the uh, Cowboys, I just thought this was a bad day. And now granted it was a bad team. But I just thought it was a bad day for the Bills. It's a bad loss. It's if a bad anybody loss. Anybody thinks the Bills are only going to put up six points? Yeah, that's game, that's the biggest surprise. Lost, so. If they would have lost this game, you know, twenty-eight, twenty-four, or something like that, it, it made a little bit more sense. Yeah. For them to go out and score six points, yeah. That, yeah. that's just I I don't know. They they were not clicking all day. Uh, but th- we had a little bit of a uh, well, some history made though. Like you said, you alluded to Josh Allen for the Jags. Mm-hmm. This is the first time since they started keeping track of uh, sacks that a uh, a person by the same name sacked a guy. Um, so Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. It's the first time that's happened since the, the sack era has begun. <laughs> a little kind of a crazy little fun fact there. 
the things people pay attention well because you sit there and you think about names you just start alluding to some of the quarterbacks in the nfl now you're like okay there's not going to be another ben roethlisberger that's going to sack a you know ben roethlisberger there's not going to be another tom yeah. brady second out so you got to kind of get a real basic name like a mike a super mike white white, name. like a mike white you know yeah. a mike white sack a mike white or something to happen for, for so, us to have this happen again just looking at it again and i I was wrong. Actually, they ran the ball decent. They just didn't run the ball enough. Ran it 14 times for 72 yards for a 5.1 yard. Uh, and Josh Allen ran it five times for 50 yards. Well, the running backs, okay, so the running backs didn't run the ball well they, at all. Yeah. Nine carries for 22 yards. So that's not going to get it done. Nope. Um, but, I mean, so nine rushes for running backs to 47 passes. I mean, obviously Buffalo in a 6-9 game gave up on the run really quickly. Yep. Um, so I just, I don't know what it was. Well, they just lost the the battle of the line of scrimmage, like yeah, you said. Just a I bad, mean, just Josh a bad Allen's performance all around. around. Yep, absolutely. So, big shocker. I think that's the upset of the weekend. Um, but overall, I mean, that's Bills got to start figuring something out. I think they will, but they they got to get it going because, uh, like I said, right behind them is the Patriots coming now. So yeah. Um, next, this was a entertaining game. Uh, the Ravens Vikings. Um, Absolutely was, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was a lot of offense, a lot of – this goes overtime. Um, Did you guys see this? It's literally the funniest thing. Towards the end of a game, did you guys see where Justin Tucker's line is? It's just barely past center – Midfield. Midfield. Um, That just always cracks me up. They're like – this guy can literally kick from anywhere, essentially, you know, in a close game. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you don't have to get too far past midfield, and he's in range. I love Justin so. Tucker. I've yeah. Been on team. <laughs> but what an entertaining game. Um, really entertaining. It really was. It was a lot Lamar of fun. Lamar Jackson put in work. Yeah, had a great game. Absolutely. Uh, Dalvin, you know, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings did his thing with uh, 110 yards, but Lamar Jackson had 120 yards rushing. Yeah, 120 yards rushing, another 260, rushing, yeah. uh, 266 Passing. in the air, three tutties. Can I ask a question? Can we finally close the case on Lamar Jackson's passing skills? I think he should have lied. Lamar I'm Jackson is, is getting to a point where we can start calling him an elite passer. I think uh, – I don't know if it's quite elite yet. Um, I think his the passing game, his passing game for sure has definitely stepped up and it's been a big part of Every it. has been because – well. Yeah. Last year was kind of, but the year yeah. before that he threw thirty six touchdowns. Thirty six touchdowns. I would yes. never have guessed that. Nope. Yeah. But I think this year, especially the emergence of Marquise Brown and being a big play receiver, finally has really opened up that passing game for them more. I mean, to where it's not just. I mean, before this year, I mean, Mark Andrews was the key, was the main passing uh, focal point, and now with. Brown and Andrews, it really you get to open them. Shout out to you. Yeah, you get the big you get the big play with the big intermediate play. Yeah, I agree with that, but I also feel like run the run game opens up the pass game, right? Oh, the and run game. Lamar yeah, it's Jackson, been there. Lamar Jackson is the main runner for the Ravens right now because they don't really have, you know, with all the running back injuries they had. I will say, with, speak. You want to talk a little resurgence, Devontae Freeman. Not bad. And fresh and fresh legs coming into bad. this Baltimore yeah. offense has played pretty well. Yeah. But the focal point obviously is Lamar Jackson. And this is where I think the AFC North can get a little interesting because if the if the Steelers pick up this, they'll be five and three. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ravens at six and two. The Ravens haven't really dominated anybody. No. no. They've had a bunch of close games and T 
teams are going to start figuring out, you know, how to stop Lamar Jackson because that's that's the offense. Well, I'll take that. Lamar well, hold on. They have dominated someone because they dominated the Chargers. That's we'll get the Chargers okay. game a little bit. They yeah. did them two yeah. weeks ago. Right yeah. after the Chargers came off a big win against uh, – they came off a huge win against someone. Yeah, the week before the that. The week before and that. Yeah, but, um, yeah so, but no, but yeah, again, but for the, most part, it's the offense right. is now, it's it's kind of a change in the guard in Baltimore. The yeah. offense is now the stronger unit. The defense is not, is no. not no. classic no. Baltimore Ravens so defense. So I just, I just heard the stat today. So uh, that defense, it's a, it's a bend, don't break defense. Because guess what? They are leading, I, I can't remember what the, the, it was over 40 yards, I think. Uh, they're leading the NFL in giving up big plays. I think over it's either 40, 50 yards. They've given up like 12 uh, big big plays, and like the next closest is like six. So it's like half uh, half as everyone else, or half more, I guess, than everyone else. Um, so this defense, yeah, they're, they're liable to give up the big play, and it's unbelievable. But they're also playing defense when they need it the most. Oh, and, absolutely. And the, what, what we were going back to, you said Lamar, is he elite? I don't think he's elite yet. But the big thing is that I am ready to write off. He can win the close game now. Oh, yeah, he's Before he couldn't. He could not do it. Now, I think he's there. He's so, been really clutch all that, year That's, all that's year. dangerous because if he can take care – if he can do that going forward, this team's going to be a, a team that can make noise in the playoffs. And, you I mean, know, going not, back to last year, him winning his first playoff game. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's important. Big. That's you know, important. He came in clutch. And I'm and not – again, to your point, I'm not like trying to just completely downgrade his passing. His passing this year has uh, been a huge upgrade. I'm just not putting on that elite passing right. yet. I'm not putting it I on that fair. level yet. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Is Lamar Jackson a top 10 passer in the NFL? Because I don't feel like I can name 10 people that are better passers right now. Better or passers? That are doing it, or correction. That are doing it when it count, when it matters. Because we're, we're, we're going to put it all into a category. Clutch, you know, are you hitting open targets? Are you How many touchdown passes you have? What, what is your yards looking like? I feel like he's top 10. He's top 10. And if he's top 10, then that puts him in. I know. I think. I think. Top, I think. Top, I think. Top five is elite. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay, I think. So I think top, top five. five. Is elite yeah. Top 10 yeah. Is. Top. Top. You're. You're like. It's like tier two. Yeah. Because okay. let me just okay. make. I mean, Stafford, Brady, uh, Carr, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Kyler, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Wentz. That's your top ten in passing yards. Not saying that means everything, but that's your top ten. Yeah. And you start looking at those names. The only guys that are kind of missing off that list is like Dak. Wilson and uh, well, Wilson being out for well, the Rogers, year, yeah, but, but, but then Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, he's so there's not many names you could throw on there that would uh, be in front of him. So I, I'd say I, top I 10. would say he's. I would say right with this year, he's in that tier two category. That, yeah. Yep, I think that's fair. Um, it'd be interesting how they but go. That's fine they're, because they're his running dangerous. ability dominates. It. He's yeah. He's better than most running backs. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So you know, for yeah. sure. I'll take that. Uh, Chargers Eagles. That was that was a kind of the game uh, that this was big for the Chargers. After looking pretty solid uh, to start the year, they ended up losing two games in a row and had an Eagles team that dominated last week. I know it was against the Lions, but they dominated, this, brought some momentum into this game, and almost won this yeah, game. Yeah, I know. And I kind of think I put the Chargers on upset alert last week. Uh, this was a huge game for the Chargers to pull it out because after that. Come back in high scoring game against the Browns, then they get blown up by the Ravens, then they lose to the Patriots. 
I mean, a buddy of ours, Tony, asked, do they low-key suck now? And I don't – I would say the oh, offense doesn't. The defense, though, I think there's some serious questions about that. You oh, no, the defense, about that defense. Suspect, but, yeah. you know, Justin Herbert balled out. Balled you know, out. He had, he had a great game. yards and two touchdowns. Um, I'll tell you right Obviously, now. he's not going to be able to play like that. Eh, actually, he could play like that every game. But at the same time, if the defense isn't putting in work, then – if you guys are needing a receiver, I'm telling you right now, I'm about to drop Mike Williams. I am, I am so done with that guy. If you pay, if you so paid, done with that if guy. If you paid attention to Mike Williams over his career, no, I he know. is the big. He is might be the number one boomer bust player in fantasy football. You got because Mike this. Williams, even before with Philip Rivers, he's either catching 50 yard passes plus, he's either only catching a couple of those, or he's catching nothing. I know well, another guy like that. His name is Deshaun Jackson. Real quick, because I, I don't yeah. want to Well, I know, but listen, early on, I mean, he was going eight, seven, eight receptions a game. I mean, like, he was get the, the work was there. Uh, but, yeah, listen, just real quick. This, I know this is a side thing, but I've played him either three or four times this year. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, the, I'm going to let you guess the games I, I, I played him, all right? Because he went 22, 22, 33, 2, 36, 4. Three seven. When you put emphasis on those small numbers, that's <laughs> yeah. going to get Guess which play. games I didn't play him, and that was the uh, 36, 33, 22, 22. Those are the games I didn't play him. Uh, yeah, what a – I'm telling you, he, he, I, one more week of this and he's gone. I, I don't even care if it someone picks him up and he goes off. I can't have that on my team. I, I'm so disgusted by that so much. Um, but, yeah, anyway, they had to win this game. They won. Yep. Uh, I think they're back on. I know it's the Eagles – but um, they had to kind of prove to themselves, I think, that they can win. And Herbert looked amazing. Herbert looked great. The Eagles, this is, I mean, now they've got their last few games. They lost to the Raiders by 11. And they lost They lost this week by three. They lost to the Bucks by six. They, let's see, got, they lost to the Chiefs by 12. I mean, they're always they've been right in there, these close but, games. Yeah, but they're just they just don't have enough to get over the top. No, and I just don't know if they have. You know, Jalen Hurts threw for 162 yards passing. They don't have and, enough big playmakers, right? Outside of Devontae Smith, right? Exactly. I, I mean, I don't know if they. I don't know if he utilizes Dallas Goddard enough, but outside of those two, they really. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about Watkins. You're talking about Greg Ward. I mean, you're talking about guys that I, for most teams are probably on their practice squad. Practice squad. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, most, a couple fair. years ago, wins, most of these guys were coming off the practice squad. Oh, oh, that's fair. Um, okay, Chiefs, Packers. Uh, this was a absolute must win for the, the Chiefs, obviously. I think everyone kind of assumed that the Packers were going to lose this game. And Chiefs almost blew it. <laughs> and my big takeaway from this is is the Chiefs offense They're is broken. now officially in suck mode. They're I mean, yeah, they it's are bad. Told you, the teams are figuring it out figuring it out. Yeah. But it's not you even know, just that they're figuring it out. They just are not they're they're just off on just so many things. Like yeah. you look at a play last week or yesterday, late in the game, uh they're deep in their own side of the field. Uh Tyreek, he burns the corner and is I mean, he's open. Yeah. He's wide open. And uh, Mahomes misses him by a couple yards on a play that he hits him. It's over. That's that's like a ninety something yard bomb. Yeah. I mean, they're just and it's just he he is just struggling big time. Yep, for sure. Um, it, it's something that they're going to have to get fixed quick because he's just missing throws. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. I don't know if Kelsey's hurt. 
He's ha- he doesn't look quite the same. He hasn't had that same spark. But Hill looks fine. He looks it, fine. He just, Hill looks fine. Yeah. Just, they're just not get. I mean, he's just not making the throws to him. Something's off. I don't know what it is. They're not really being creative like they used to when it comes to plays. Um, I think, like I told you last week, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is trying to overcompensate for the lack of defense. Yeah, they're trying to make big I mean, plays. Right. It's just things aren't going right. But you know. And Andy Reid is a it's a brilliant coach, and you know they have a star in Mahomes, so I feel like they'll figure something out. But well, that's what we keep saying. A, we keep I don't saying feel like week in, I don't week see out. them making a deep playoff push at all. Like yeah. no, not with the way they're playing. So. No, I, I mean to be quite honest, right now I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. No, I, I, yeah. I, honestly, I'll, I'll say I mean, that. Right. Honestly, I mean definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, Cardinals 49ers. Kyler Murray did not play, so I think everyone was like, okay. And DeAndre Hopkins did not play. Oh, yeah, or, and uh, A.J. Green. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of it, a lot of guys out here. And what happens? Business as usual. Business as usual. Colt McCoy goes out there. Game manages exactly how he should. Exactly. Uh, James Conner absolutely goes off three touchdowns. Yeah, that That's, again, another guy who's had a huge resurgence. He's yep. been healthy. He fits this offense to a T. Um, it's, I mean, yes, it was that was about as impressive a win as they've had all year. Yeah, including the Rams when they had a couple or early in the year. Um, Kingsbury you know, might be a good coach. He might, he might be. You know, with him and then uh, with uh, Van Joseph, Vance Joseph as the mm-hmm. defense coordinator. I mean, yeah. they got a lot of good pieces on that defense. You know, I thought with, uh, I mean, Kittle came back and had a good game. Kittle played really well, yep. um, but I thought with that offense, who they had, I thought they were going to make some big strides, and they didn't. They fucking the Niners suck. Yeah, they're and now they're talking they, about Garoppolo threw for over three hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean that, that's good for at least for the defense. Uh, like from a Cardinals defense standpoint, that's obviously not a great thing. You don't want to give up that many yards. Uh, but I mean, I, this game was never. You never thought that uh, the Eagles were, or Eagles, excuse me, the Cardinals were going to lose this game. I mean, they, I had kinda, a, they, they kind of dictated the entire game. This, the, there was a small portion of the late third, early fourth. They had stopped them. They had just scored. It was thirty-one fourteen, and you thought I thought they had a chance, but then the defense just really stepped up and made big plays and yep. really put this one to bed. All right, definitely not to say the biggest surprise, but a pretty big surprise: Titans Rams. No Derrick Henry. Uh, when did the Titans become world beaters? I was going to say, Tannehill didn't even look great. I can't even believe. And here we are, 28-16, Titans. I, I guess they're for real, huh? Well, as I mentioned, real. Yeah, as I mentioned last week, with Henry out, all you have to do, even a third of the production of what Derrick Henry brought to the table, if you can do that to balance out this offense – I just didn't expect that defense to play like they did, especially against the Rams' offense. But if you can do have that kind of running game to help out the passing game, yeah. then that offense is going to be just fine. I mean, Tannehill had a bad turnover early on to J- uh, Jalen Ramsey. Bad pick. But, I mean, then you get – you've got 29, 24, and then 21 from Foreman, McNichols, and Peterson. You're going to – that's going to be – was that like 70 – going to be 74 yards right there. On 17, 22 carries. I mean, right now that's all they can ask for in the running game. That's all That's all they can ask for. And as long as it helps balance it out, they'll be fine. Um, if the defense can explain like they have, then they're going to be really fine. They're going to run away with that uh, division. Yep. Yeah, they definitely figured out Stafford. Stafford did not look good. No. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, 
I know we didn't touch much on it, touch a lot on it, but I feel like this will be a good destination the Rams for Odell Beckham. I feel like him playing along, he wants to go to a contender, and I feel like him playing along Cooper Cup, who's having a monster season, by the yeah. way. I think he has a th- over a little over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns mm-hmm. um, at the half point of the season. I feel like him going alongside of Cup in in, in Woods. I feel like it'll make a difference for the Rams. It'll give that th- deep threat. Well, he's really the. I mean, the team that came out. You got NFC West, right? But the team that he's really wanting to apparently he's got circled. Yeah, he wants Seahawks. to go to the Seahawks, which yeah. is just to me just, makes that no sense. That doesn't make sense to me. Been alongside of DK Metcalf and, and uh, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and Tyler Lockett. That doesn't make sense. He shouldn't do that. Because um, Stafford's a great quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, we're seeing you know what he can do when he actually has weapons in a good system. Well, let's just not take that away from Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is also a great quarterback. No, 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 no. no. I'm yeah. not. Saying, I'm, I'm not. No. It's just kind of a weird spot Russell for him to go because yeah. obviously Russell's out for the rest of the season. No, he's not. Russ will be back next week. Yeah, oh, is he's he? Back next week. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's back next week. Oh, okay. Well, I don't well, know where I got that from. I, I missed that one. Apparently. Yeah, he's not. He's, no, so, okay. No, never mind. Okay, I, I know what I was thinking. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I just don't think he meshes well. Like you said, DK, DK is kind of the guy there. He's already kind of got that ego aspect of it. Bring in another head case like OBJ. I just I think that's a no, recipe for disaster. No, they, that wouldn't work at all. Because the only other team I heard was the 49ers, and we just talked about how they're a dumpster fire. So it's like yeah, I, I heard, I heard, I heard I the Raiders. Know I would want to go to uh, Garoppolo. I heard yeah. the Raiders, but, you know, they just signed. The Raiders just signed Deshaun Jackson, and uh, they already have enough issues. They don't need to be bringing no, hell Odell no. Beckham Jr. into that. Right. You know, I think, uh, but to I be think quite the Rams would be a good fit, honestly. Yeah, maybe. They're looking for a deep threat. They're looking for somebody who can make big plays. Well, here's Odell the, well real Jr. quick again. Are we sure that Odell can even still be a deep threat? I know. That, that's I a mean, big, we'll a we'll find thing. out once yeah. he gets there. Yeah. We'll find out once he gets there. I just I, – I I'll say this. I don't, I don't think the Rams are going to want to mess with that just because of what they've got going. They've got Woods, Cup, and Van Jefferson's been playing really well as that number three to go – and then Higby at tight end. I just don't think they're going to mess with – Odell and mess with that chemistry. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to keep an eye on that because obviously that's going to be all ESPN is going to want to talk about is where uh, OBJ is going to go. So we're going to see a lot of that. Overall, pretty good weekend of football. We'll uh, Thursday show. We'll we'll touch on the weekend um, coming up because I think there's quite a few good games that are we'll, we'll be able to see. So uh, college football this past weekend, nothing too exciting. We kind of. Both Sam and I are real big college guys, uh, so we didn't talk much about it last show just because the week, oh, you had the bye week, yeah. and all the games were kind of just eh. So we'll just kind of run over this real quick. Um, the top t- – I mean, the, the, the top I, 25, I mean, really, it's – I mean, there, like I said, it wasn't much. You get a huge uh, – you get the big upset Michigan State yep. uh, against Purdue. Purdue 17th, uh, 17th win in program history against a top 10 opponent while being unranked is unreal. Yeah. Ohio State, you might want to put them on an upset alert next week because they got Purdue. I know. I mean, that, that's interesting. I'll tell you what, Nebraska could have won that game too. Yeah, they have shitty, shitty special teams. And I'll say see, it's a shitty coach. They haven't hit – they haven't – okay, I, I needed to see the stat completely. Someone read it to me, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. Don't quote me on this yet. But that kicker, I, I, if I saw correctly, he's kicked eight field goals this year and he's missed eight. 
He made one earlier in the game. What? He made one earlier in the then, game. He also missed one earlier in the game. Then it must be something from like a distance or something like that. But wherever he's at, if that's a thing, it's like don't kick the football. <laughs> just don't kick the football. I just think Nebraska as a whole should not kick any more field goals for the rest of the season. They have been atrocious. They were atrocious in the OU game. Yeah. Uh, they have been atrocious all year. Just stop kicking field goals. Scott Frost, grow a pair. Late in the game, go for it on fourth down when you have a chance to beat them. Yep. Your offense is moving the ball. I mean, that's I, to me, that's more of an indictment than the missed field goal is that your coach is just too fucking yeah, scared to yeah. to not go for it. I mean, yeah. he should. I mean, he could have been fired right there for cause for not going for it when you have Ohio State on the ropes. Yeah, I agree. Well, to have a trash kicker and to, and to allow him to kick the ball as opposed to after just like missing said, one. I mean, he just it, missed that, one. That, and that then makes absolutely back and, yeah. no sense. Yeah, Still, was, you would think he'd be more afraid to kick. If it if it wasn't for a twenty million dollar buyout that Nebraska, which by the way, I don't know, Scott Frost's agent must be a fucking genius because <laughs> they set up a twenty million dollar buyout. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't know why how you have those kind of buyouts in college, but to have that, I mean, he's going to be there another year because of twenty that buyout. twenty million dollar buyout. Unless they got some boosters up there, there. I mean, I think someone mentioned is Warren Buffett. Uh, an alum of Nebraska, because if he is, then he can easily fund that. Right. But outside of that, he's going to be there another year because they can't do that, and he's going to have to make some wholesale make staff some changes. changes. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that get, that was just that was just sad to see because even though I don't like Nebraska, Nebraska being where they're at, and the way the landscape of college football has been changing. Nebraska's in a bad spot right now, and for to get a kind of program win like that that they could have tried to pull off and to lay it in the hands of field goal kicking, I mean, it just that was just bad coaching. I agree. I agree. I think the biggest winner of the weekend was probably OU, to be honest, because they just sat at home, got healthy, and watched all these teams in front of them not, not, not necessarily lose. Uh, I mean, we alluded to, like, um, Michigan State, but not look well. Not look good at all. I mean, Georgia is the only team that was like, okay, they, they went out and took care of business. But, oh yeah, but here's the thing. I and we'll we'll touch on it here in a minute. I mean, I don't see much. I would not be surprised if OU doesn't move much into that, that no, playoff. I, I don't see. I don't see much. Like I said, they control their own fate. I'm not worried about yeah. that. But Bama did not look good. Uh, Cincinnati did not look good. No, Cincinnati. That was. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, yeah, let's just home. talk about that game for a second because we are, uh, you know, we are. I mean, me or we're in Oklahoma and Tulsa. Yeah, live here in and Tulsa. The thing about it is, is that for most of the game, Tulsa played their ass off. You know, they hung with Cincinnati. They've done it all year to top ten teams. Whether it was now the newly minted OSU top ten team, Ohio State gave them problems, uh, and then Cincinnati on Saturday. We're not D1 players, but when you're on the three-yard line or two-yard line for a chance to tie, to go for a tie, and you're a D1 player, especially a D1 quarterback, run the fucking ball in. Don't slide. (laughs) Don't slide right before the goal line. Brent played pretty well up until that point. He lost all kinds of respect for that because that he just gave up. Gave up. And then – just and uh, he had it right there. It was a perfect read, perfect op- uh, read option run. He taking the ball, and he had it right there. Just run it in. If you get walloped, at least you're getting walloped in the end zone yeah. with a chance to tie. Look, I I know they should have scored that play, but they also sco- should have possibly scored 
maybe one of the other seven times they had it. They had eight straight plays within the five-yard line. And that's so sad because their offensive line touchdown. dominated that game I know. against Cincinnati. They I, dominated that game. But when it gets – and it is, you know, this happens a lot when you get to those shorter goal line spots. You know, the, off, the, you know, the defense tends to bow up at, at some points. But, I mean, yeah, there's a lot – I mean, yeah, they had so many other chances to score – but that one play just really no, – that that really That's the one we're going to talk about and everything like that. But they had so many other opportunities. And all they wanted to do was pass, pass, pass. I could not believe they would not run the football. Like you Especially said, the way the offense they, they controlled the line of scrimmage, and then you just don't run the football when you get down on the goal line. That makes zero sense. I mean, offense coordinator, everyone involved, choosing plays there at the end of the game. I mean, just fire. I, I'm I'm done with Montgomery, by the way. I, I, I respect them for being in these games. I don't know what more you really want from a, a, a program like TU, but they just can't do it. The I mean, problem the, is I don't have – being in these games, if you lose them, you lose them. The problem I have is that you're in these games against these top-tier teams, and then you go play Navy, Houston, yeah, and all these other teams, waxed. and you end up getting waxed. Yeah. No, I know. That that doesn't make much sense. But this upcoming week, we're going to have some good games. So, like, obviously, we'll touch we'll t- t- touch on that on Thursday. But overall, really odd weekend. Uh, like I said, Bama. Uh, LSU had an opportunity to win that game uh, on the road. Uh, you know, obviously, they're playing hard for Coach O last season, all yeah. that. that I, mean, I think that, that had a big part in this. But uh, Bama didn't look good. Another week of them not looking, um, yeah, not looking very impressive. Their defense is it's their defense is not, you know, the uh, Bama defense of the last few years. They've got some issues. Yep. Um, I think if a little bit better quarterback would have been there for LSU, I think LSU might have pulled that game off. Uh, Max Johnson, he just, I, I mean, don't take a sack on fourth downs. No, that was, that you know, was he, I just I haven't been super impressed with him. The games I've watched this year of him. Uh, it's weird. It's just weird watching some of these quarterbacks and the way they throw. It just you watch the ball come out of their hands. It just doesn't pop out of his hands. It looks like a floating ball, but somehow it still gets there. It's weird, right? But uh, I just with him, I think with a little bit better quarterback, they probably would have won. But I mean, Bama got it done. I mean, that's all you can do. But they were super Bama unimpressive. Finds a way to get a dog. I mean, you really look at the top outside of Georgia. You know, LSU, uh, Bama. Unimpressive. Michigan State lost. Oregon really slow against a very bad Washington team. Yep. Um, they TCU Baylor was a good game. TCU Baylor was a great game. They, uh, they made this weekend OU Baylor game an eleven o'clock kickoff because Baylor blew this game. Yeah. If, wow. if Baylor beats that game, if Baylor beats TCU, we're looking at either the prime, I think the, we're looking at prime time game. And then, of course, they've already made the Iowa State OU game an eleven a.m. game. So the only game you're going to be looking at that, as long as they win out these next two games, it's going to be Bedlam will be a prime time game. Yeah. Another reason why OU wants to get out of the conference Absolutely. is they keep getting these shitty ass spots and TV. Awful. Absolutely awful. Um, uh, big upset. Uh, speaking of, you know, OU at the eight, big upset. And uh, I like to pat myself on the back on this because I put Wake Forest on upset alert and they got beat because they have an atrocious defense and North Carolina's offense is good enough to win. It's just whose defense was going to be less shittier than yeah. both shitty. You're right. Um, Sam Hartman scores seven touchdowns and still loses. Unbelievable! Yeah, that's a tough way to. Um, tough Sam way to Howell lose. played. Sam Howell played great. Ty Chandler for North Carolina was really the biggest difference. Over 200 yards rushing, I think three, four touchdowns. Um, probably the most entertaining game of the week. Um, the ACC is. I mean, it's in the running with the Pac-12 right now for shittiest conference. 
But uh, that was a fun game to watch, um, especially because there is it was a classic Big 12 game in the ACC. But uh, that upset, and then you just really go down the line, uh, A&M beating Auburn, uh, you know, Mississippi State getting upset by Arkansas. Arkansas is still a good team yep. at three losses. Um, they're not getting their, much respect either from the, the committee. But Kentucky, I mean, they're getting knocked off. I will say uh, this, and I think they're still going to get waxed, but Josh Heupel has Tennessee's offense humming pretty well right now. I think – this will be the first time we get to see Georgia's defense actually get to play with a kind of fast-paced, competent offense. It'll be really interesting. To see. Like I said, I still think they're going to get waxed, but it's going to be interesting to see how Tennessee goes up against that defense because yeah. that Tennessee for a half that. gave Alabama everything they could handle, and then Alabama just decided to start running away with it. Yep. No, I agree. So uh, next weekend, like I said, there are some key games. So. We'll have a uh, we'll have a better looking weekend next week, uh, but yeah, don't don't look now. Uh, there there will be some uh, some answers for not just uh, the top four, the playoff, but Heisman. I think this is where uh, players start separating themselves. So and we can talk about this more uh, Thursday. We yeah. can start. We can go over like our setup for the Heisman. What we think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this weekend, for the most part, I think now. Yeah, you really look at his slate of games. Now I think he can really start talking about, especially if he plays well, putting Caleb Williams into that that at least four in the top in the Heisman. Like I said, I don't think he's gonna win it because he's only played half a season. Right. But you look at at the Heisman winners or you look at the guys we had on the Heisman list last week and you know, Kenneth Walker loses, he puts up hundred thirty six on the ground and loses. I mean Bryce Young didn't look super great against a depleted LSU defense. Um, C.J. Stroud against Nebraska, eh. I mean, 405 for two tighties, but through two bad picks. Matt Corral, did, he played Liberty. I mean, it's Liberty. Yeah. I mean, so okay. he has a chance year. next week, though. He's got A&M next week that he can really showcase again. Uh, Desmond Ritter, he's off for me. Um, he yep. was not impressive against Tulsa, and he's not had anything coming up. So I think you can start really looking into Caleb Williams making the push. If he plays well. Going forward. Yeah, he's going to have to put up some video game numbers. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he can get in the conversation. Um, all right, well, NBA. Um, you know, we, we, I think the only thing I've really got is Thunder. Uh, on a little streak. A little bit of a streak. And I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I, I almost kind of want to see them just tank one more year. Well, here's the thing. They're, they're going to they're, – Why? You guys have like 30 draft picks. They're not good. No, it doesn't. Like, Honestly, it doesn't, they go on a two-game streak like this. It doesn't matter because they're still not going to be very good. No, yeah. I know, but like, what does it do? What does one win do? You know, what's putting two wins what together? What do you want them to go? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, maybe just you know, keep fans coming just because you're going to be in a ball game. But I don't know if you want to win these games. I mean, I want to see a lottery pick. I mean, you're uh, saying right now they're they're three and six. I mean, again, the, the, these streaks are going to be. There's not going to be many times no. like this. <laughs> Um, I mean, to mention it, I mean, it should go into the Spurs aren't very good. Right. But, I mean, the Thunder right now, it's, you know, it's fun to see. You want to see this from them. You want to see the progression from the young players. Yep. Um, clearly, right now, they have one of the better guards in in the NBA playing right now. I mean, last week or last night he scored 14, but he almost had a triple-double in Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. He went 14-10-8, uh, was two rebounds away from a uh, triple-double. He – out. 
I mean, 14 points. I mean, great game last night. I don't know if he shot very well and take, pulling that up real quick. Didn't shoot the best, but you look at the game before that. I'm pulling that up right now. It's exciting. He's exciting. I mean, that, that's the yeah. main thing. Like, so to, to his last, to. the four before that, I mean, he goes 28, 28, 15, and 27. And I think right before that 27, he had a 30-point game. I mean, for, the thing about it is the Thunder aren't going to win many games this year, but Shea is going to keep playing like this. And he and the two of their wins against the Lakers, and he was the best player on the court in yeah. both those games. I mean, I know Anthony Davis is on the court. Uh, I know Russ is on the court, but Shea's on the court, and he's outplaying both of them, especially the game in L.A. So he's a big reason why it's fun to watch. Giddy has been a big surprise. Six pick, I didn't know if Preston made the right move. I think he actually might have made a really great pick with Giddy. See how he goes forward. Some of these younger guys, Baisley, Dort, uh, Poku are all making strides. So, for the most part, they're going to be they're going to they're going to do exactly what they did last year. They're going to scrape and fight against all these teams. They're yeah. going to get blown up occasionally, but they're going to they're going to be fun to watch. Dort is so fun to watch on defense. I mean, he is such a – it looks like he just gets in these guys' heads and just affects everything about their game. I mean – He lives rent-free in James Harden's head. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I was going to go back to that, but I was – yeah, no. It, he, he's just fun to watch, man. He, he's he's one of those guys who, um, you know, he can get hot, you know, shoot the three ball a little bit. They're going to let him shoot it. And when he gets going, I mean, get going. But just watching him play defense, I mean, it really is uh, pretty exciting. I'm, I'm I'm with Sam though, which you know, with the Thunder for you guys. I think uh, you know Shea's obviously a really good player, but I'm interested to see if he can still be that player with other key pieces on there. Right. You yeah. Know, I want to know if he's going to be that main player when it comes time for him. You know, in clutch situations, when it comes time when they start making playoff pushes, when they get better talent around mm-hmm. him, can he still be that main player? So I think he's really good. I think he's solid. I think he has, you know, definitely he has the ball rolling as far as him becoming a star. But if he could keep it consistent, if he keeps know, consistent, do it when it matters. Yeah, if he keeps so. it consistent. I mean, like that game in LA, he scores I think fourteen in the fourth, um, just making big shots, especially that logo shot. Yeah, um, I agree. If Which he, is the logo shot is like the new shot yeah. now. Well, for Shea, well, for Shea, that's something. Yeah, that's, that's big time. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just watched. I mean, you can watch you know Steph and Dame and all these guys. I mean, I just watched Buddy Hill do a spin move and shoot a half court shot with ease last yeah. night. It's nothing. But for but so, so it wasn't so much just it was the logo shot. It was at the point of the game, right in front of Russ in L.A. And he did that, and it's just like it kind of a little bit. It's a mini statement saying he's going to be on shooting, but he keeps this up. He's easily going to be an all star, and he should be an all star. I thought he should have been an all star last year. That's debatable. I think him and he was in that final running for that final spot with him and Mike Conley. His numbers were a little bit better than Mike Conley, but Mike Conley was on the Jazz. A better so, team, yeah. yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I know it's early in the season, so we're still trying to figure out Verily, who's yeah. going to be who. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some good games tonight. We have the Knicks 76ers That's, um, at halftime right now. That's 58-44, Knicks up. Uh, we have the – I like the Knicks. The and Nets. I like the Knicks this year. We have the Nets and the Bulls that just started. Um, Bulls up 11, uh, 11 to 6. How the Bulls still sitting right now? We, the last Bulls we are at six and two. Nets are at, I uh, believe the Nets are at seven and two, seven and three, and the Bulls are at six and three. Oh, nice! So then we have, uh, we also have the Timberwolves Grizzlies. I'm actually excited to watch that game because I love uh, Anthony Edwards. I think I, he's going to be a stud in this. Uh, you're watching two 
and young superstars and John Moran and Anthony Edwards. <laughs> John Moran is a monster. Must see TV. And that game just started. Uh, the yeah. Timberwolves are up seven to three right now. Um, Pelicans Mavericks. So we're gonna have uh, Luca. Luca. Big uh, shot Luca too, by the way. Coming up that shot the weekend. Um Heat Heat Nuggets, that should be a good game. That's a that's a really good matchup. I'm really excited for the Hawks Warriors. I love Trey Young. I think Trey Young is amazing and I'm really excited to see him go against Steph. Yeah. I love watching them too. Yeah, play. Atlanta's been a little disappointed to start this. Yeah, season. they've been very up and down, just yeah. like a lot of teams. I mean, like I said, it's yep. early in the season. Yeah, ten games. Teams are still trying to figure I mean, themselves out. Mm-hmm. It's like that first year in college, just still trying to find out what kind of person they're trying to be. Yeah. That's how the beginning of the season always is. 100%. So, so uh, Lakers, Hornets to close it out. No, actually, the Suns, Kings, and the Lakers, Hornets to close it out. So, Melo versus uh, Russ, LeBron, and AD. I'm excited to watch that game. Too, is Bron so. playing or is he still out? I think actually Bron is out with an abdominal strain. I think, I think he's still That's out. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but Melo's a rising star. He's exciting. He's fun to watch. Uh, let's just he go ahead and get a consistent jumper. First off, it, it, are they playing the Lakers? You say the Hornets are playing the Lakers? Yeah. Okay, let's love Melo, and then there's Melo. Yeah. There's only one Melo. There's yeah. love Melo, and then there's Melo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a good point. That's I mean, <laughs> the future. I was like, I was like Melo, he's like Melo's a rising verse. star. I'm like, yeah, Melo is. Uh, what do you mean he's a kind of a he's kind of a fading star? But actually, he's been playing really well for the Lakers. He has played well uh, coming off the bench. He's been putting up some solid games. So the moment he accepted that what he is now, the moment he became a better basketball player, one hundred percent. I agree with that because you know when he when he obviously we, we go back a few years where he comes to OKC and he laughed at the when they asked him about him coming off the bench. He was not ready to accept that he was a bench guy because he was a bench guy. There's not even a question. Uh, but now that he knows his role and everything like that, he's playing well. And I think, I think you know, the thing with Carmelo fumbled. Anthony is well, that was good. Carmelo Anthony has never been a – I know people aren't going to like when I say this. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's never been the guy to me. He's been the guy, but he's not the guy. If that I was going to say Denver, he was all, definitely all, the guy. All Carmelo Anthony does is he's he straight offense. Right. I don't feel like he brings anything else. Like when he's the lead guy on the team, he never brought anything else to the table. That's right? fair. Is that fair to say? Fair. I'm not saying he's not. Not saying he's not a baller. Not saying he should have been out of the league the time he was out the league. Mm-mm. But Lamelo or Carmelo Anthony. See, Sam got me messing up. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony is literally just an offensive player. He's an elite offensive player, which is why he is a Hall of Famer. But he's never been that guy to bring anything else to the table and, and get you to wins. But now that he's playing with LeBron and, like like Preston said, he accepted his role, made him a completely different player. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He he knows where he's at in his career. He's accepted coming off the bench. And, I mean, for the Lakers so far, I mean, LeBron's been hurt, so you, he hasn't been playing much. So you got to say he's been the second-best player on the Lakers yeah, behind uh, AD. Because yeah. I'm not giving it to Russ because Russ has not been playing good. But not Russ always kind of starts off – Rugged, like he starts off bad. I just, so, you know, I just wish he could. Ex- I mean, it seems like there in Houston or in uh, Washington last year, he started accepting not taking as many threes, and that's when the that's when the no. You look towards the end of the season in, in Washington, he was taking at least. Oh, I don't disagree. Three, I'm not like three threes. I mean, well, he's, Russ has never been a, he's, he's just, just never been a great shooter altogether. Yeah, but when he started taking, like, he started going to the basket more. You know, start doing things like that. It's just that's what he should be doing with the Lakers. 
Um, but, you know, Russ is going to do Russ. I'm never going to hate on Russ. You know, Russ is going to do his thing how he wants to do his thing. Um, but, it, you know, right now it's it's depends if that's going to hinder the Lakers or not. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Was there anything else in the NBA? I mean, like I said, it's so early and – I do, we'll jump over I do agree with you, though, about LaMelo. That guy is he's a star. A, no, he's, he's a star. Once sure. he gets a consistent jumper, dude, it's, it's – And it's, it's coming along. I mean, he's – It is coming along. I wish it looked better, but – Him, it's, it's not – Him, Michael Bridges, uh, or Miles Bridges. My, yeah, my, uh, they are a tandem. Uh, uh, and then that. old man Hayward there to become yeah. the stalwart. I mean, that team, I like the future of that team. Even though I still feel like Anthony Edwards is going to be the best player out of that drive. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a Anthony Edwards monster. Is a monster, bro. No, for they sure. Ant Man. Ant Man. <laughs> well, what else you got over there, Sam? Uh, uh, big Fight Week. I mean, oh, UFC 268. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's finish that up. We got, got fights, Chandler and then we'll Gagey go over fight. some entertainment stuff. But yeah, yeah. the. Uh, Chandler Gagey fight. If you guys missed. The fights this weekend. It was a shame that that was only a three round fight. Oh my gosh! That was that it, had it the potential to be a five what did, what did round say? They classic. They deserve to be in the. They deserve the to be Coliseum in the Coliseum. Those were gladiators. Yeah. That anybody, fight was crazy. Anybody who's watched Gaethje and Chandler in past fights know what they can bring to the table. Um, the thing about it was is that Chandler brought an absolute mindless, just all out warrior style to that fight. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter what Gaethje landed on him, unless he just absolutely killed him. He was going to go toe to toe with that guy, and that and it made the fight so much more fun. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of what you wanted to see because nowadays you see so much like technical fighting with a lot of takedowns and on the ground, uh, you know, guys who are tacticians on the ground. To see two dudes just just, just standing there, limited just on the ground, brawling, they barely kicked. Yeah, they barely kicked. <laughs> they were, just they like, were barely on the ground. Face in. To That's watch those two go out and do that, and that oh. just let it off. Yeah, um, which was Chandler, unfortunate. Chandler, Chandler lost, yeah. but I feel like I feel like know, they both it, won in the long run. At the, at the end, that's a that's a great loss because oh, yeah. they're still going to keep him getting the you know the tight fights or main card fights. Because um, he didn't look bad, it was no. He you know, He just there. lost the battle. Yep. And I would love to see a number two, to be honest. I mean that'd be great for number two. I would two. love to see a number two. I mean I he's already trying to make sense right now, but maybe you know a year or in a couple of years or something like that. I'd love to see them get in the ring again. I agree. I mean I, there should die. be another one between them, but you know that's one of those things. It's it's weird because it's not. It's it's the kind of thing that sets up for them to have a main event fight, even though it won't be a title fight. Yeah. Um, no. But. And of course, Chandler's already trying to tease a possible him versus McGregor fight. Uh, uh, the you few- need to win, buddy. What? You can't. Hey, you you're can't talking come. about two guys who are both. Who I both, know. I know. And, you're talking about McGregor's him and Connor. Still, McGregor's still McGregor, dude. Yeah. Like, well, they pulled. You're not numbers. just going to lose two fights in a row and then get McGregor. I understand Connor hasn't really won either, but yeah, he's still the number one draw in the UFC. Oh, absolutely. So. It's not even close. Um, but as far as the rest of it goes, Usman and Cummington. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a. A snoozer fight. I mean, yeah, Usman did what he had to do. To Usman did. Those first two rounds were a masterclass. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, with with punches and takedowns. He uh, what he landed. I mean, there in the fourth, it got a little. It got a little hairy. Um, like I, you know, as I mentioned to you the other night, I thought Covington should have been a little bit more aggressive when we we watched him. He did catch Usman and got him a little woozy, but he immediately just tried to go to the ground. 
instead of just going to a full-on attack mode. Well, as you said, that's just kind of, you know, just kind of the mentality. Um, I think if he does that, maybe things are a little bit more interesting. But for the most part, uh, Usman handled his business like the champ he is. Usman handled his business. Um, and if Covington would have got off to a better start, yeah, you know, we might have been talking something if he different. Split, if he would have split that he, one of those two first rounds. Yeah, one then. of those two first rounds, we might have been talking something different. But, you know, Usman came out that first three rounds and just completely dominated. Um, but towards the end of that third round, Covington kind of figured something out. And then those last two rounds were, were you know, were straight Covington rounds. Yeah, me. I agree. So, I agree with know, that. Um, the fight was was a little longer. Obviously, it was a five round fight, but if it was a little longer, we might have been, you know, talking something different. But yeah, if it was boxing, Usman did what he had to do. He's the champ for a reason. Um, he's a pound for pound. Yep, for a reason. So, you know, he pulled it out. It wasn't extremely entertaining, but you know, I respect the win. So just uh, stay in the UFC. Don't even think about trying to fight Canelo. <laughs> yeah, Usman. If you fought Canelo, you would get your you would get dominated. Well, hey, speaking, speaking of, Canelo, of Canelo, I was going to say, tell us about that because I, I watched the highlights on this and the man... Canelo I mean, completely dominated. It wasn't even close. I knew Canelo was going to go in there and dominate. Canelo uh, fought Caleb Plant um, to become the undisputed world champion in the super middleweight division, um, which is 168 pounds in boxing. Um, Canelo went in there. Obviously, he was the favorite and he showed why he was the favorite. Uh, I'm actually... Hoping now that now that Canelo has all the titles, he actually fights somebody he's, he, he, we want to see. I want to see him get back in the ring with Triple G. I want to see him fight a guy named Jamal, Jamal Charlo, who is the uh, middleweight WBC champion. Um, I would also like to see him fight Demetrius Andrade. So hopefully he gets in the ring with one of those guys instead of fighting these young guys who don't have a lot of experience, who's never been in a big fight which is what Canelo has been doing recently. I not to no call him out and shade. not to say he's not great, but just, just, just stating facts. All right. <laughs> just stating facts, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I had no idea who the hell Caleb Plant was before this fight, and then I watched him come out in that cowboy weird-ass outfit he was in with the bedazzled, you <laughs> thought you adopted the dark shirt. I knew this guy was losing and going to get worked. Um, going all 12, I mean, boxing is weird. I mean... You see a guy like that. He I mean, when eleven in the eleventh, yeah. But uh, to go even eleven, I mean, I I think I we joked around. I joked, said he probably would knock him out in the seventh. No, we both said we, we both went with seven. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, he handled business like he should have. Yeah. I mean, just like Usman, they both hand. I mean, obviously Usman had a tougher opponent. Um, Caleb Plant will say, you know, he went eleven with Canelo, but yeah, he it was it was. It was night and day. I mean, he's. I mean, Canelo was night and day better than him. One hundred percent. After the first, I think it was like four rounds. I think the rest. I think from like four on, it was all Canelo, um, and that's why it made it a little bit kind of a snoozer fight. But you. But those who enjoy watching boxing, Antoine is our boxing aficionado. Yeah, our boxing guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, um, and hopefully, you know, I'm glad Canelo got this fight out the way because. I'm a Canelo fan, um, so I don't want to sound like a hater, but I do feel like he's kind of being a bitch lately and not fighting the guys he's supposed to fight. I love um, he's like, I'm not a hater, but he's being a bitch. But. You know, Jamal Charlo, um, like I said, has been calling Canelo out. Jamal Charlo, him and his brother are actually champions. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know who that is, but Jamal Charlo and Jamel Charlo. Jamel Charlo holds the titles for the uh, – he holds three belts in the uh, junior middleweight division, and then Jamal Charlo is a division up. And they're both twins and they're champions. 
And I just want to see Canelo fight the guys that are actually going to give him a tough competition. Like, I'm tired of seeing Canelo. And, you know, he fought the Triple Gs, and he fought Mayweather and got smoked, um, which was his only loss. You know, it was when he fought Floyd, of course. Yeah. It's Floyd Mayweather. Even though Floyd's an asshole, he's still the best boxer. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that he got this fight out the way, so now we can't hear, oh, I'm, I'm trying to fight this guy to, to get this. And, no, fight who you're supposed to fight, fight some competition. Let's see you get in there with the Jamal Charlo, and let's see what happens. Well, eventually it becomes about legacy, and yep. you want you want those legacy-style fights. Yep. So, if, I mean, obviously everybody, there's a ton who love Canelo, but there's probably the same feeling that they want to see Canelo fight legitimate guys. Yeah. So. And, we, you know, we'll talk about boxing some more. Uh, we have some big fights coming up that I'm excited about. Uh, the number one fight for me is Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. Um, Crawford has been considered pound for pound. You know, him and Canelo kind of go back and forth. But, you know, the thing about the knock against Crawford is who has he fought? So this will, is by far his biggest fight. It's going to be a tough fight. He's not going to go in there and be able to dominate like he normally does. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, we have Tefimo Lopez fighting, who um, just who who's, hasn't fought since he beat Vasily Lomachenko and took all the belts from Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. So... I'm excited to see Lopez get in there and fight and, you know, see what happens. And we got some bigger fights coming throughout the year. Jake Paul, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, was that fight. Tommy Fury? Yeah, yeah. Jake Paul. With Tommy Darren Fury, Williams possibly it, fighting Frank Gore. I know that would be interesting. Yeah. 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 Jeez. No, I mean, and that, those, it's just funny to me. Saturday felt like, Saturdays always feel like a prime fighting night for me. Then you used to get those Jake Paul fights on, like, Sunday, on Sunday night. Sunday night. What a yeah. joke. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I... I appreciate what he's, he's doing, doing for boxing, I get it, but yeah. it's still a sideshow at the end of the day. Not yeah. saying he's not dedicated or not putting in I actually work, think Jake Paul actually takes it very no, serious. No, he takes it very, very serious, serious, but it's still kind of like, yeah. I don't know if people just, I guess, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like want to, to, I don't touch on yeah, right exactly. Now, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get we'll get into some more boxing. You know, I'm a huge boxing fan. I'm a huge UFC fan. So Yeah, we'll talk definitely talk more UFC for sure. Well, now it's November. Um, let's go ahead and jump in real quick to uh, finish the show up with some uh, movies and shows and stuff like that going. Oh, it yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Do you have your top five porn list, too? This top five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that next week. Uh, we'll keep that for the real cold nights. Uh, no, but uh, so I'm uh, just going to kick it off with uh, uh, Eternals. Saw that last weekend. Uh not a fan. I actually think it might be the worst MCU movie that's been out. Wow. wow. Uh, that's really it, yeah. It's wow. It's oh, it's too long. Uh, not very much chemistry between the characters. It's actually shot really well. Um, it's a, this, this cast is really good. It's a lot of really good actors, but there's just you don't really get the chemistry with them like you do in some of these other uh, like big, you know, blockbuster movies. I mean, you know, I watch, and you, it's just not. It wasn't nearly as fun, you know. Like you watch Venom, you watch Shang Chi. You just—it's just so many fun. There's just such fun movies that, but this one is just—it's shot by Chloe Zhao, who is an Academy Award-winning director for Nomadland, but she is a indie director, um, which is no knock on her because indie movies nowadays are can still be are still incredible movies. But and getting an indie director the keys to a two hundred plus million dollar movie i mean it's 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 kind of i mean it makes you a a little hesitation and for good reason i mean it is at two hours and almost 40 minutes 
I don't know how many times I, you feel it. You feel the length. You you feel the length. You feel you know. You're wondering, is this going to end? I don't know how many times to stuff they talked about. And I I hate doing this in movies where you're just kind of it's kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like and it's almost it's almost kind of a movie in a way. Dune kind of was. It's set up for those who kind of know a lot about Eternals, the comic book. And uh, for, I I don't know anything about the Eternals. Um, I had no clue. I even talked to comic book friends of mine that know about it. And even still, it's just I'm mad they came out with this movie after. It just doesn't make sense to me to have this movie right now. I don't know, especially if they're trying to play it. Are they trying to base it off of? I mean, you went to see it. Are they basing it like? Oh, after Thor snapped his yeah. fingers, oh, yeah, and now we want to come out. And it's after the all. The, it's after group. the snap. It's after Endgame. Oh, that sounds true. And they even mention that in the movie. Yeah. And they they talk about they talk about the Avengers. They talk about who's going to take over. Yeah. And here's another thing too: is like most Marvel movies, a lot of them have those wow moments. There's none of that in this movie. Hmm. No great fight. Uh, no big, you know, incredible. No, you know, scene that really stands out. Like. Honestly, I can't even think of a scene right now and tell you, like, oh, that scene right there, though. This movie might not have been as great, but there's this one scene. There's none of that. So the most exciting part is the fact that Angelina Jolie is in it. And she's barely in it. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, she's barely in it. She is, out of all of them, she is like the one true movie star. I mean, Selma Hayek's a star, but Angelina... Selma Hayek's in it? Yeah, Selma Hayek's in it. I'm trying to keep spoiler free. Um, but she's in it. I mean, but it's Angelina Jolie. She's a, a full on movie star and she's barely in it. I wish they would could have done something bigger with her character, but that wasn't in the cards. Uh, again, I'm not going to spoil it free, but they had the after credit scene roll. Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me because I'm going to go see it. I, for me, I'll just, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to say what happened. Oh. I'm just going to tell you, I rolled, it was a big roll my fucking eyes moment. It, again, you're going to see it. <laughs> I, I'm not, again, I am not telling anybody not to go see this movie. You're saying that's the only reason, like, I'm interested in seeing this now because yeah. you've pretty much like, turned me off of this, me. so I don't even want to see it. But now, I just, again, I, if I, rating, I would give it two and a half moms out of five. Um, just, Really, kind of uh, the comic book movies is just kind of a dud, and I mean, yeah. Marvel's going to have those. I yeah. mean, Marvel's had them with uh, Thor two um, and some others, but this one just really just fell flat to me. It just it just was a miss. Well, give give the people something they can look forward to. Then, so coming up in February and uh, Thursday, and not for, for those who don't enjoy going to the theater, or maybe you're a little hesitant about going to the theater. New release on Netflix, uh, new Idris Elba movie, The Heart of They Fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Western movie. Watch that over the weekend. Yeah, I'll I'll give you the review on Thursday for it. Uh, A lot of fun with that one. We'll talk more about it on Thursday. But for those who uh, are looking for something a little bit more going into February outside of Eternals, Tom Hanks has a new movie out right now on Apple Apple TV, TV. Finch. It's got a dog in it. Looks like a tearjerker. It's Tom (laughs) Hanks. Definitely probably one to give a watch. Uh, the Rock and Ryan Reynolds' new movie on Netflix, Red Notice, is going to be coming out soon in February. Uh, my most anticipated movie for the month is going to be uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Cannot wait for that movie. Um, you're going to have King Richard, Will Smith's back on screen. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned last week, a lot of Oscar, Oscar buzz about this movie. Um, playing the father, Richard Williams, father of the Venus and Serena. Oh God, they it said looks, that about it Wild looks Wild West, pretty sad. <laughs> Don't bring it. 
It should almost be a crime that you bring up Wild Wild West. I love Will Smith, buddy. It should be a crime that Will Smith did that movie, but yeah. hey. I love Will Smith, but he's done some trash-ass movies, though. We'll get into, when it comes to get to slower months, we can start doing top five. We'll have yeah. a, we can have a good Will Smith oh, conversation. Yeah, sure. um, but uh, another... Uh, Really, Scott's already come out with a movie this year, The Last Duel, which I talked about, touched on last week. He's got another one coming out called House of Gucci. Big cast. Looks really interesting. I'm ex- kind of excited for that one. And then uh, for more of kind of the uh, indie film nerds, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, Licorice Pizza, comes out later this month. Uh, coming of Age Story. If you don't know much about Paul Thomas Anderson, the guy who did Boogie Nights, uh, mm. There Will Be Blood. I know I recognize Boogie it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Boy, did I watch that movie when I was a preteen. <laughs> Back to uh, <laughs> why, your porn. Why is that? Porn. Yeah, I'm no know. kidding. I don't know. Were don't you a big know. Roller Girl fan? To this <laughs> you know, I was just a fan of Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Well, he's like, I was, a, I was a, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that last scene for sure, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, there's plenty for people to see this month. Oh, and uh, touching on UFC because we saw her at the UFC fight. Holly Halle Berry. Berry has a new UFC movie coming out, which she directed. It'll be a Netflix movie called Bruised. Uh, it'll be out the 17th this month. Uh, looks kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting to see her. I haven't seen her on screen since uh, John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully she can come back for John Wick 4. But until then, you got this uh, her new USC movie. So, okay. well, like I said, touch more on uh, the Idris Elba movie on Thursday. But that's just some interesting stuff for people to watch uh, coming up this month. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, um, you know, obviously we had a lot to cover from this past weekend. Um, got another, like I said, another exciting weekend coming up. Um, we'll have a show on Thursday. We'll touch on all that. Get get you all. Like, Ready for your weekend preview. Um, but other than that, that's all I think all we got for this week. We out of here. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thank I'm you for joining hungry, us. Man. It's time we to are. Eat. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are getting everything going. We're going to uh, get the social media out there so you guys can follow us on there. Uh, you know, we'll have our link to our shows on there. Also, just keeping you up with content and, uh, you know, fun things like that. Uh, but other than that, guys, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you Thursday. Um, Please get out there, subscribe to our podcast. Um, you know, let people know because we just want to be able to share our, our thoughts and feelings on uh, all things sports and entertainment. And uh, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. So, until next time, guys, have a great night, and uh, we'll catch you later. Tell moms we'll be over later. Peace. Bang bang. <laughs>